trending news right now. Let's look at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. Bongani Drama uh, joining us now, social commentator. How are you, fam? Hey, good morning, Arthur. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us. How was your start to the week and your your evening last night? Ah, it was okay. Obviously, a lot of work on my end. I'm juggling so many things. And I've realized that as human beings, there's only three things we can really just uh, focus on in our lives and control. Mm-hmm. And that's our emotions our feelings and our body temperatures. Anything else you can control, <laughs> leave it as is. <laughs> I love the body temperature. Okay, what's happening in your life? Are you moving? What are you doing? What's Why, why are you busy? Um, I'm doing so many things, Asa. Obviously, uh, the radio show, and on the other hand, uh, there's a 9 to 5. On the other hand, I'm delivering food at people's houses. Oh, awesome. And on the other hand, over the weekend, I'm an MC. So uh, I'm trying to just uh, make sure that at least by next year around this time, things are, you know, are looking up. Or me on my side. Awesome. Secure the bag, hey, while you're also giving <laughs> back. That's awesome. This is why we love you guys. See, our social commentators are just amazing people. Let, let's talk hashtag Lloyd Harris first. Uh, tennis, that is, in the U.S. Open quarterfinals, our very own South Africa moving into the last eight of the U.S. Open, hey? Yeah, and I mean, South Africa is so excited about this. Uh, obviously, South Africa's new Davis Cup captain, yes. uh, Christo van Rensburg, yesterday announced that the team for the World Cup uh, two tie against Venezuela at the Westside Tennis Club in Forest Hill, at, that's in New York. Now, Lord Harris, who's, uh, you know, presently enjoying the form of his life at the US Open, will obviously spearhead the team, Asa. Mm. And uh, there's an agreement, obviously, between the two national associates. South Africa will be regarded as the home nation and Venezuela the visiting nation with the scheduled for 18 and 19 September, all of that happening around that time. Now, obviously, it takes place a week after the U.S. Open, and most of the players would have adapted by then. Twitter was up in arms, obviously, trying to find out and reasoning with regards to where are the black players, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he'll be joined by Van Rensburg, who will lead the SA team for the very first time. And uh, David Cup veteran Ruan Ruelos is also going to be there. And uh, double specialist uh, Raven Klassen will also uh, backing up Harris. However, they'll be joined by 20-year-old Philip Hanning and 21-year-old player that is Sipo Monti. So there we go, Twitter. There is at least a black player as well that's going to be joining them. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, he's come a long way, I guess, you know, uh, Harris from Greenpoint uh, to the Mm. U.S. where he is now. What do we make of his success story and his dedication? It's a beautiful success story with every other South African that is making it, you know, uh, overseas. And, uh, uh, you know... I am not a big fan of uh, folks having to make this, uh, you know, and taking the race cut out mm. regarding this thing. Obviously, the fact that uh, if this was a black person, would have have made it this far. But I mean, there is a lot of black folks that are making it uh, this far as well in competition. It says that you know we're probably not researching them most, or we don't know about them until they've made it in the news. So I mean, it's a beautiful success story and uh, he's representing South Africa as a whole the entire nation black white Indian colored you name it you mm. know and uh, it's going to be amazing to see now when the boys do well they'll go into the finals uh, to be held in November 25th and uh, that is a Sunday to Sunday December pick your pardon uh, the 5th of December now these uh, uh, finals will be taking place at three venues Asa that is the Madrid the Olympia uh, highly in Innsbruck and also the Pala Tour Arena in a Turin as well. Now, we remember that these finals were obviously postponed in 2020 uh, due to uh, the novel coronavirus, but they'll be back this year. Awesome stuff. Okay, so that's uh, for the tennis uh, 
uh, fans. Uh, also, uh, let, let's talk about his ATP final in Dubai earlier this year, where he recently uh, beat uh, Rafa Nadal on his way to the corner final and to the Washington Open. Yeah, that was really, you know, uh, quite amazing. And I, I suspect that for him, that was quite a, an amazing win, you know. I mean, he has been working very hard I mean, with regards to what I've seen on, on you know, on, on social media and also uh, just, uh, you know, being able to follow him, uh, you know, his career as well. So uh, for him, it's quite a milestone. And I think him taking us into these finals would actually be amazing for the country as a whole as well. I mean, uh, this is quite huge. You know, the Davis Cup is a cup that is well-known and it's quite huge, and he has already done that, uh, meaning that he's all obviously ready then to, to take on this uh, you know, high ranking as well. Okay, let's talk our president now, hashtag Cyril Ramaphosa. The president is set to hold yet another hashtag family meeting soon. The hashtag has, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa must be causing such confusion in terms of the net, because how many yeah. times do we say this hashtag? But, you know, <laughs> uh, so so uh, what are we expecting this time? The relaxation of lockdown regulations, some are saying, in the coming days. Yeah, it'll be great to filter it out on on social on on Twitter to say hashtag level two because hashtag level two is actually fake the one that's uh, actually been trending. So the country us uh, so was saying that the president has forgotten about us. He left it, left us at level three and has forgotten about us. He left us there. However, there is talks regarding level two. Now uh, this has been trending since last night, following the news that Cupcake, that is Mr. Matamela, earlier on Tuesday through the cabinet confirmed that the National Coronavirus Command Council is not discussing the current provision for level three restrictions and whether they need to be amended. Mm. Now, we know that now virus uh, infections rates have declined substantially across most of the country and uh, the most of the third wave seems to be over, Asa. Now, mm. South Africa has hit a very important milestone this week with over 25% of people now fully immunized for COVID-19. So meaning that it allows the president greater freedom to relax a number of restrictions, but there will still be some caution required, Asa. A move to level one may be a bridge too far at this point and level two looks more like a dead set at this point. So it's over to Mr. President. We need to know when he's, you know, up, up gathering and letting us know on our next family meeting. I think maybe he did need to take a break. I was tired from those meetings. There was a little bit of anxiety <laughs> that we would have every time there's an announcement <laughs> that he's going to speak. I, eh? I don't blame him for taking a break a bit. No, completely. I know. I mean, you know, you you never know what to expect. However, uh, uh, gossip that is looming is that we will be going into level two. Now, cabinet used terms like in the coming days, in the few days, and not certain when. However, there was a discussion of a possible amendments, Asa, which mm. include an adjusted curfew from 11 to 4 a.m., moving away from the 10 or from the 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. However, there's more intel on the ground telling us that the number of people at gatherings might be increased from the 50 to 100 indoors, including sporting events. Right mm. now, offset alcohol sales would also uh, be allowed from Monday to Friday until 6 and on-site until 10. These are just rumors looming on the ground. However, as I just wanted to mention the fact that it is actually quite scary, the fact that the country is going to be opening while there is a looming, uh, you know, fourth wave. Yeah. So uh, for me, I feel that maybe uh, open up at least around November so that we can see how it happens. Because if, if you're going to be opening it now, then what happens when the numbers spike high again, then we'll have a Christmas indoors again. And that's the thing, this uh, yo-yo effect going on with the COVID-19. It keeps yeah. going up and down, left and right, 
top bottom. But we have come, uh, you know, quite some far in terms of our target of reaching 10% of the population. We're now at 11.1% vaccinated. So uh, the health minister, Joe Patla, also saying that his Department of Health and the COVID-19 Ministerial Advisory Committee will analyze infection trends, or they have already been doing that every week. Uh, Are you thinking they are happy? Should we be happy as a South African public in terms of where we are vaccination-wise? Yeah, completely. I mean, as slow as it is, Asa, I would have expected by now there's buses, there's sites, uh, you know, in townships where you can quickly just go grab a jab so that at least uh, the process can go quicker. Um, uh, I'm not a big fan of obviously comparing South Africa to the U.S., mm. where the U.S., you know, was very quick in, in their jabbing of, of, you know, of, of their people. And it would have been nice in South Africa to see that, you know, to use, uh, there's containers where, uh, puzzle shops where the could be used, uh, you know, and uh, those people paid, uh, you know, for that. Obviously, if your sponsorship is going to be used as a vaccination, uh, vaccination site, uh, then you could be compensated for that. You know, if uh, your container, if you're running a business in your container, maybe, uh, you know, take a, a bit of a hiatus, but the government pays you something so that your then container could be used, uh, you know, as a vaccination site as well. It could go quicker, but at the moment, as it stays, it, it looks promising. What do you think will be the most important thing for you that the the President Cyril Ramaphosa will be possibly touching on? I think mostly for me, Asa, is the arts and entertainment in South Africa. Um, I, I don't think that our government understands how much impact the, the virus has done into the entertainment sector, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh, in a malicious way or anything. However, it, over the years, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to advocate so much uh, because when you start becoming an advocate, then uh, you know people sort of sideline you, mm-hmm. and it's quite sad that a lot of entertainers, a lot of, of ballet dancers, a lot of opera singers, uh, a lot of actors um, are sitting at home, and it's been months with no work, you know, and uh, they can all of a sudden now type on their CVs and try to get a 9-to-5, uh, you know, at the moment. Most of them are obviously already, uh, you know, in their, in their later, older stages in life, and they can all of a sudden take on, uh, you know, uh, other jobs that when it comes to perhaps uh, corporate jobs mm-hmm. or having to uh, be now, you know, be at restaurants, uh, uh, you know, uh, weighing food and stuff like that. So it would be great to hear what he's going to say about the arts sector, um, at least see how we, he can amend uh, how we can have performances happening. We've had calls for foreign nationals to be vaccinated. Some have called into the show who are foreign nationals themselves wondering where they are on the list. Should he touch on that? Let's touch on it a little bit. As it's a sensitive issue, I'll tell you, uh, because you what, what, what we need to remember as well that nobody is looking at is the fact that the reason why our numbers when it comes to the infection rates are high. We should not forget that we do have foreign nationals in the country. So they also are included in these numbers. I was speaking to, uh, you know, someone in the medical field who said to me that these numbers are also sometimes adjusted. However, that's a story for another day. However, it is something that, you know, uh, has been seen that these numbers are adjusted. One moment you wake up, it's 8,000. Tomorrow is in 14. And the other days are 20,000. And then the country closes down. It's back on five. And, 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 and. So foreign nationals also contribute so much to these numbers. And, uh, I mean, they also should be given liaison to to vaccinate as much as as we want to be vaccinated as well yeah children uh, where yeah. should they be and and maybe what should the, the president be touching on specifically we see cuba they've been the first to vaccinate children as young as two years old uh, china yeah. and argentina are planning to follow suit there and chile also 
approving the Chinese vaccine for their children from the age of six years up. What should he touch on when it comes to our kids? I'm still looking for research, Asa, that is speaking to us directly and telling us how this vaccine works on children. Remember the fact that when we were first introduced to this disease, it was mostly affecting uh, folks in the older age, right? Mm. And I think when the vaccine was obviously produced, then it was produced sort of to try and see how it can help out, uh, you know, the folks that are in their 50s, 60s first. And this is the reason why then those are the people that are firstly, uh, you know, vaccinated and goes down to kids. There has been, however, uh, you know, I think in America, in, in some state where uh, children were, were, were made the guinea pigs with the vaccine and it went into their nervous system and now they're paralyzed. So it would be great for us as South Africans to be very quite careful when it comes to the vaccination um, to our children, whether it is, is effective. At the moment, as it stands, there isn't direct research when it comes to how this vaccine really caters for people with HIV and AIDS, for people with diabetes, for people with heart conditions. It would be great for us to be given that intel. There's so, so many ads played by the national broadcaster when it comes to how to protect ourselves from the virus. However, there isn't enough information on how it will affect people with comorbidities as well. Let's talk, I mean, COVID relief funds. I'm sure uh, those who are in dire straits will be wanting to hear from the president, touch on that. We, uh, I mean, we, we, as we said, not trying to compare with the U.S., but over there, the COVID unemployment benefits uh, are ending in terms of that. Republicans obviously don't want to see these benefits extended. Uh, Democrats are saying they want them to continue. The president saying that if individual states want to continue, they can with their COVID unemployment benefits, but it won't be part of the U.S. federal government budget he's against the extending Uh, is it a case of now we are just kind of saying let's all move on guys we've been hard hit but let's pick up the pieces and just uh, you know do what we can in our individual capacities is there a sense of that do you feel also maybe in south africa in 2004, uh, 2014, I beg your pardon, I was quite young. I was at Larry Union Island. And uh, in my shock, I realized that in Larry Union Island, every single citizen is being paid some sort of compensation every month. And most of them don't even have to go to work, right? Mm-hmm. So it would be great that we have this compensation, you know, uh, the three trustees uh, fund being happening for a very long time. It would be great. We know there is state funding. We know that the money has been looted. So we are aware of all of that. Obviously, having the 350s back on is a way of saying, go and vote. Mm. Having the petrol prices uh, going down is a way of saying, South Africans, go and vote. We've seen this strategy before. It's a strategy that's been now being used again. We are now very much aware of it. However, are there South Africans that are, are seeing it and understanding it? I mean, you know, I know there's folks that have done a lot with their 350s. However, can it go higher? We've heard Mr. Tokyo Sukwale saying to us that this 350 should have actually been at 2,000 rands each person. Mm. You know, are we going to get to that point? It would be great for us to get to that point. I'm not saying that give us the 2,000 rands and we'll sit down and not do anything. It would be great for us as a nation to at least have some sort of compensation for the unemployment. If you have seen us at the sadness on social media when one of of ours, Maps Maponyane's restaurant, was asking uh, mm. to hire uh, staffers, and you should have seen the amount of people and that we went there. About this, yes, yeah. Oh, it was saddening, you know, to see it yeah. because everybody is looking for a job. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk hashtag Ready Tlabi. 
the veteran journalist who has blasted uh, Jacob Zuma and his daughter Duduzile Zuma Sambula on mm. uh, a Twitter spat. This is the thing about Twitter. It can make things so ugly. This is quite an ugly mm. one. And mm. I, I don't know why, but it seems, I don't know what you have uh, seen, it seems like a lot of the topics we cover in terms of the tours are between women. Yeah. That, that yeah. for me is even more disturbing. But anyway, let's talk about this uh, story specifically. Mm. Uh, you know, I thought, uh, Twitter has become such a, a, a uh, sorry to use this word loosely, but a nasty place. It's where, nasty, man. Uh, it is. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when news have been taken in and, and, and things have been turned around, and I don't understand why. So we are aware that former President Jacob Zuma has been released on medical parole. The president spoke on national television, the Zuma Ramaphosa, uh, that the ANC has accepted his release due to medical condition and they had to, you know, to be with his family. Now, following the new the news, a lot of South Africans were really happy, including award-winning news anchor Reddy Kabi. Um, uh, you know, uh, who's obviously uh, the, the former president, Jacob Zuma's daughter, then uh, Dudu Zuma Sambuja, have been embroiled in a Twitter war since Saturday night uh, after Reddy Clavi in a video uh, mentioned that Zuma was uh, a misogynist and a sexist asshole following the past encounters with him, right? So he actually has accused uh, Reddy Clavi of uh, following the president and, and trying to sort of, if, if I can put it loosely again, Sleeping with the president is what, uh, uh, you know, uh, she mentioned. She said in a tweet, the same politician you used to visit in his forest town home, I know because I used to open the door for you, and it didn't end there. You followed the same politician uh, to uh, Cape Town, you know, continue, I'll open the files, you are just bitter. So... Mm. It, it, it's, a, it's an on and off story as social media now went on. People were starting to make jokes where a lot of other journalists and a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, folks in the in the industry, including economists at, at Kanti Pine, who were take, who were you know uh, relaying pictures of themselves, saying that oh yes, really Clyde also wants me. Now it ended up becoming a joke as serious as it was. Now, in response to the video content, Zuma Sambuja argued, obviously, Tabi visited the father. Now, uh, Tabi denied going to Zuma's forest townhouse uh, in Cape Town since former President Tabombeke's presidency. She also accused the former president's daughter of being vile and dishonest, just like her father. Clabby did admit to going to one of Zuma's homes, uh, residence, which was his official residence as deputy president, where now she interviewed him, uh, you know, about uh, obviously uh, uh, being part of, uh, you know, the uh, Burundi mediator. Yeah. Now, according to Clabby, Zuma saw the opportunity to be creepy and being a predator as well. Clabby went as far as I saying that with other journalists, uh, he will be uh, sort of creepy and become a predator as well. To bring the mother into this, that's a bit, yeah, that's dirty, man. That's nasty to say that that's who your father is and, and your mother knew him well, you deserve him. These sentiments mm. are, I mean, they do seem like she's bitter. As much as mm. it started off, you know, with the, I guess, the comments that she would have made and then responding to say, no, it was because she went to interview him as a Burundi mediator at his official residence. Also, she authored the biography of Zuma's rape accuser, Fezekile Kuzwayo. I feel like now coming to this point, it kind of made it, uh, it, it turned for me and it became bitter. Mm. It's bitter. Uh, uh, so, and it's obviously because of... Oh, I think Reddy is one of those South Africans that are actually not happy with regards to how, uh, you know, uh, the former president's, uh, you know, uh, imprisonment has been handled, obviously. I mean, I did mention the fact that uh, in the beginning when we spoke about the story a few weeks ago to say this is a strategy. You know, whether he is sick or not, 
as a mm. threat to get him out of prison. Yes, it was beautiful PR. A lot of South Africans wanted to see him being arrested uh, so that they can have peace in their lives. However, that phase now has gone and uh, it's out. He's back home. You know what I mean? And yeah. with Reddy then saying such malicious uh, things to uh, to the daughter, it's quite sad. I mean, if, if, if obviously uh, then roles were changed, I'm sure she would have come back uh, with a huge, uh, you know, Twitter troll or Twitter thread again and obviously been supported by all of these other uh, folks that love her so much. What do you make of uh, Zuma Sambutla being more vocal than usual on, t- uh, on Twitter in the latest, uh, I guess, weeks? She's obviously supporting her father. And I think uh, with, with every other daughter out there, they wouldn't, wouldn't want to see their father suffering like this. You know, um, they've, they've, we've heard of uh, mentions that their, their banks have been frozen, their, their money has been frozen. So she's backing up her father on social media because everyone has been malicious, uh, you know, uh, as any other daughter would do, Asa, you know, uh, trying to back up her dad as much as possibly as she can. However, she must also be very careful on how, uh, you know, she responds to all of these things I mean, we have seen how uh, social media has tarnished people's careers. We've seen how, uh, you know, it, it has tarnished people's identities. So she also needs to thread very carefully. I know it's sad. Maybe delete even the social media platform because if it's not on paper and if it's not documented, it doesn't matter then if it's on Twitter. Yeah, now let's uh, move on. Hashtag Bafana Bafana, some good news there. The national team, <laughs> the national yes, team winning not, against Ghana. It's not April Fool. It's not April Fool, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just had to check the date. Good. Where are we, guys? <laughs> <laughs> now, the former Cameroon national team coach, Bafana Bafana, of Bafana Bafana, also Hugo Bros, mentioned, and he said he wants to build a team for years to come, as uh, following the first two matches of his brave new rebuilding era, started with uh, in a 2020. Two World Cup qualifying draw against Zimbabwe and win against Ghana. Now on Monday evening at, at the uh, Disneyland FNB Stadium, uh, Bafana Bafana recorded a memorable victory over African superpower that is Ghana. Now Hugo has praised his team discipline in the crucial 1-0 victory over Ghana in the FIFA World Cup qualifier on Monday evening at the FNB Stadium. So it is quite amazing to see it happening. And I think what Hugo is trying to do is to bring mm. in the young guns, mm. the young players onto the field, because these are people that are, have been eager to play Asa, and I think he's using a very stunning tactic and a beautiful strategy where he's having the young ones that are hungry, you know, to play in. For instance, you know, the young Maritzburg United striker, uh, Bongogu Shishonwane, was the hero for the home team with his, you know, solitary strike propelling Bafana Bafana to the top of the Group G after their, you know, uh, goals uh, draw against Zimbabwe last Friday. Now, 21-year-old Sangwane was not the only young player mm. to stand out with Bros also, particularly pleased with defensive middle fielder that was uh, Eden Brooks also. So it's good to see the young ones being on the field. And uh, 21, he's 21 and also his jersey mm. is number 21. Talk about alignment hey. there. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So stunning. Nominated also, he's been nominated, or he was nominated uh, for the 2020-2021 timeframe of the SA Premier Division Young Player of the Season Award. So the coach there, Hugo Bruce, knows what he's doing. He's going for, as you say, the younger ones, but not just young ones, but those who are achievers.
Yeah, completely. And obviously, South Africans on social media, um, uh, these are South African football supporters, say that they've heard for years that Bafana Bafana is rebuilding and they will have a point. But never before has a new South African coach come in with a bold and emphasis on introducing the young folks. So Bruce is quite very, uh, you know, stern and, and confident with regards to the young players coming in as well. Now, Hugo confidently said that he's aiming for maximum points against a 137th-ranked Utopia side in their next two World Cup qualifiers on October 6th before a return, uh, you know, clash four days later. Now, as of 6th of October, Bafana Bafana goes against Utopia. However, it is a date to be declared, and mm. 11th of November against Zimbabwe also to be declared, and 14th of November against Ghana also to be declared. I'm quite excited to see how, you know, the national team goes forward this. The younger players seem to actually be doing good at the moment. All right, so the Group G players then that we're facing, Ethiopia also having faced Zimbabwe yesterday and winning 1-0. So let's see. Let's see how we'll do against them. Yeah, completely. It's going to be exciting to see. All right, let's leave it there for now, Bongani. And thank you so much for joining us. And and listen, you are a hero for what you're doing. Let me just uh, (laughs) congratulate you on, you know, what you're doing for those who are in need while you're also trying to hustle for your own self. Thank you. Thank you so much. As I appreciate it. I, I suspect it has to do with the resilience and also uh, planting the seed now for later. Hey, we love that phrase, planting the seed. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. And please be safe until we chat again. Thank you so much. As I see you next time. Great. Uh, Bongani Drama, social commentator, looking at what's happened in social media. That's in the last 24 hours.